just thinking the amount of prep we had to do for the last couple of episodes compared to this one is a quite a difference. Oh, <laughs> right. Sure, we were covering a lot. Yeah. yeah. Between the Legacy Clone Wars stuff and the Shadows of the Empire, I know you guys both played that whole video game. I had to read a couple of novels. There's comics and stuff in there. There. No, no, no. We're back into episodic podcasts. That's good. Yeah, just let me just sit down and watch a half-hour cartoon. Oh, I can yeah. do that. Hello there. Welcome back to Star Wars Total Rewatch. This is a podcast where we are rewatching through all of the Star Wars franchise in its entirety. We started with the original trilogy era, some of the random 80s cartoons. We did the holiday special, of course, and we've just finally wrapped up several years worth of Clone Wars podcast episodes. And we're starting on something brand new today, Star Wars Rebels. I'm very excited to be uh, jumping into this new territory. My name is Aaron. I'm Cody. And I'm Daniel. Hey, guys. I'm here with a bunch of rebels. Yeah. You guys are such rebels. I know. Rebels scum. <laughs> so we're, we're still in the uh, animated land of Star Wars. It's, it's interesting. Up until Disney Plus launches... Star Wars is almost all animation. <laughs> like, the, the <laughs> movies are like 5% of the total of what we've yeah, watched. yeah. Yeah, between uh, prequel movies and the sequel movies, there was a whole series of animated shows. Yeah. And uh, I didn't watch any of them. It's <laughs> younger. I don't know. We just didn't watch them. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like I would have been very into it at, at several different periods in my life. And somehow this just came out during the, those few years when I was, I don't know what, preoccupied with some other, other stuff. Life. Uh, 2014. Probably in college. That was what I was doing. <laughs> was uh, been living with you guys. What? Oh, that was. You're right. Yeah, we all lived together for just a short period of time. Yeah. I didn't watch Rebels. <laughs> what were we doing? Yeah. We could have been doing a podcast already. I know. <laughs> I guess I just said I didn't watch any of the stuff when it aired. Uh, that's true for Clone Wars. This is the first show, Star Wars show, I actually did start watching while it was still on. But I didn't get into it until uh, probably after The Force Awakens came out. So right. it would have been like middle of season two or three or something. I, I just caught up fast and, and, and then tried to watch the new episodes for the remainder of it. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the show about starting a new series and about how you what you th have seen of this series now so far and cody you you've watched this before haven't yes. you this being the uh the rewatch i mm -hmm. of course told myself i was gonna watch everything i think i started watching this when we just started the podcast okay sure. and we oh goodness when did we start the podcast it's been a few years a couple of years now long time indeed long time i remember it being fine. <laughs> it's okay. Gets a strong okay from me. <laughs> All right. Oh, we didn't even say, uh, this is Rebels Episodes 1 and 2, Spark of Rebellion. Right, we're doing parts 1 and 2 together, just because it is a continuous story. That's something I'm looking forward to about this show, is that... It in a lot of ways, it is a long, it is a continuing story following the same yeah. set of characters, and things really do develop over time. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh, as opposed to the Clone Wars, which was very uh, individual arc based, that that usually didn't have much to do with one another. Yeah, that is good. I like the idea that we'll be able to follow 
one uh, consistent set of characters and more of a consistent story. I think that'll be fun. Yep. Um, and I remember liking this show better than I liked The Clone Wars, partly for that reason, I think. And I just also, I liked where it went. I liked, I think, being able to develop characters with having a little more time to do it in. And Clone Wars did a lot of that. But even the characters who got a lot of, of development, they were only in like 15 or 20 episodes, you know, scattered throughout the series. Mm. And... I think it will be nice to have a show that has a clear good guys and bad guys again. Yeah. The Clone Wars was was so morally gray all the time, which made for a lot of really interesting stories. But it'll be kind of refreshing to have like heroes and villains and, and just enjoy the adventure. Yeah, doesn't get more Star Wars than that. Yeah, it feels a lot more, um, at least the, the feeling of it is a little more in line with the original show in that way. Yeah. It's kind of cool to see this time period, of course. You know, this is the first one in this time period, mm. kind of showing how the day-to-day life is for the poor people under the Empire's rule. Right, right. This is, yeah, the first show made between the movie trilogies. Mm-hmm. It says it takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Okay. So it's leading in a lot closer to A New Hope. I mean, it starts out strong with a good old Star Destroyer, right? Can't go wrong there. And uh, straight into Darth Vader and the Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor. The brief glimpse at the start of uh, Darth Vader, played by James Earl Jones, which is great. Talking to the Grand Inquisitor. So Grand Inquisitor, played by Jason Isaacs. Who's that? Mr. Malfoy. Oh, okay. Cool. We don't really see much of the Inquisitor in this. Near the end of the second part, we see him. Yeah, so we've got a whole new cast of characters. Yeah, we're introduced to the main character, Ezra. Ezra. Is that how you say it? What are you saying? That's not how they say it. Ezra. It's his pronunciation in his native tongue. No. Uh, that's not what, they <laughs> no. don't say that. No, it's Ezra. He's got this slingshot. Yeah, with his slingshot. Very cool. Once it gets rid of the slingshot, I think it grows up. That's when it gets good. <laughs> That's when it gets I'll good. I'll watch for that point. In the... He's a, a street rat, you know, hoodlum orphaned, surviving by being a little thief. Street rat. Or a, a loth rat. It's the first view of Lothal, or did we see it in the Clone Wars? I don't think we did. We saw, um, I think we saw a loth cat one time. That's what that is. Okay. Where does that song go? Riff Raff Scoundrel. Are you looking up the lyrics yes. to <laughs> Aladdin? Of course. Oh. <laughs> Nerf Herder. <laughs> he there. Oh. There you go. We didn't get a lot of his backstory. And then he just gets mixed up with an already assembled crew. <laughs> I thought we were going to be slowly getting introduced to these characters as they picked up, you know, or something. It's like, nope, this is the crew. They're the rebels. Right, um, and and we'll see that this isn't the full fledged Rebel Alliance yet, right. but there's, they're they're starting to to lead up into that a flame, which will ignite the candle of rebellion, or <laughs> something like that. What did he say? Something uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you've got Kanan, who's right. the the leader, one of the leaders. Yeah, and he is with a uh, relationship with. Is he married to Hera? Um, Does that not happen yet? They definitely hint at it. Yeah. I didn't actually really notice her name. Yeah, Hera Syndulla. Syndulla. Yes, cool. Hera Syndulla is the daughter of, um, what was his name, Cham Syndulla, right. who we met in the Clone Wars. The freedom fighter on Ryla. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, I think we'll go into some of her 
story uh, eventually too. Yeah, they, they explore all the characters' backstories throughout this. Mm-hmm. There is also Zeb, a giant uh, Wookiee-like creature, but not a Wookiee. Nope, He's definitely not. He's a Lassat. Lassat. Lassat, mm-hmm. who uh, was uh, same species as the master of Cal oh, Kestis, right? In and, uh, the Jedi Fallen Order game. You're right. He was a Lassat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have the droid, everybody's favorite Chopper. Yeah, what a character! He had a Chopper clone named Chopper, uh, and then Sabine, who's a Mandalorian. Yes, and she's an artist. She spray paints stuff. You don't get much about that or or any other backstories in this episode. Well, she's what? clearly a Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Is that supposed to be a surprise? <laughs> she's got the armor. No, no, I'm not saying you shouldn't. Talk about it. I'm just saying they tell us that and they don't do anything with it. Okay. They, they, they don't go into any detail about anybody's really. They tell you about them, but we'll we'll get more of all of their stories it's, eventually. It's an interesting mix of characters. And, and yeah, they all clearly have a past and then they ended up banding together, you know. Their team is called the Spectres. Yeah, so they each have uh, code names. Spectre 1, Spectre 2, Spectre 3. And their ship is called the Ghost. There is a lot of stuff in this show. The design is based on old original concept art. Mm-hmm. So the, that's the, the reason I said Zeb is like a Wookiee, but not really, is because if you look at the old art for Chewbacca, he looks very much like uh, what Zeb is. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot in here that's inspired by not even so much the original movies or almost like earlier than that, like just ideas they had for stuff and they're kind of reworking it now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and for completion's sake, we should mention there were a set of four shorts, like five-minute-long short cartoons that aired uh, like a month before the series actually premiered. Yeah, they were just setting up the characters, essentially. So you get to see Sabine spray-painting some stuff and blowing stuff up. Um, you get to see... Hera and Kanan, Kanan almost yeah. kiss in front of Chopper. Oh, wow. Fighting off TIE Fighters. Right. And Zeb. Beaten up and punching stormtroopers. Well, his full name is Gera Zeb Aurelios. Mm. They say it at one point in these episodes. Yeah. So I think Hera said it because she was so mad at him. Like calling your kid by their full name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Ezra is just annoying a TIE fighter pilot. Yeah. And yeah. stealing stuff because that's what he does. That's what he does. Uh, but then the rest of the plot is they're just stealing some weapon crates from the imperials mm-hmm. and uh i don't know they end up they bring it to like the zago poor village and i guess it actually had food in it so whatever and then uh the next part is a whole mission which turns out to be say it with us now some kind of ambush oh it's a, a what it's an ambush okay oh. uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and they have to get out of that and Ezra gets captured at no. the end, right? and they save him oh and then they go rescue some Wookiees oh yeah yeah <laughs> to spice minds of Kessel mm-hmm. I think uh there's certain things here and there that remind me it's it's a very uh straightforward messaging in a kids show yeah <laughs> he keeps saying why would I help you guys why does anybody help anybody and it's like well because they're good people. I don't think that's too hard to imagine. He doesn't know. He's had a rough life. He has lived most of his life 
under the Empire. Yeah. I could see him not having experienced a lot of people helping him out with anything. Right. So he didn't expect these people to do that. He's like, yeah, you know, we're all just kind of out for ourselves in the end, aren't we? But again, there is no like organized rebellion that we know of at this point. It's it's just like individual people and maybe a few people in, in groups doing what they can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess Ezra stumbles upon their plot of stealing lasers and decides to steal a crate for himself. And he keeps doing cool getaways. And everybody's like, who is that kid? Who's that kid, yeah. And how is he so good at what he's doing, too? Right? Well, yeah, partly by accident. You notice um, there's a little bit of um, mystical force, perhaps, leading him toward Kanan at the beginning. Force twinkles. Yes. He, as we find out toward the end of... Well, they, they kind of hint at it, I guess. But Ex-Jedi. Find out he... Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he is a Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as we hinted at, Ezra is definitely Force-sensitive. <laughs> so, <laughs> he follows this mysterious humming sound into uh, Kanan's bedroom and takes a holocron oh. that was in there. And he finds Kanan's lightsaber do you think the holocron was calling to him or was the lightsaber doing it was it? the holocron okay i was reminded of ray being led down the into that little basement take us to the holocron that just magically showed up even though that lightsaber fell down cloud city well, well that's a that's a whole other question yes but as far as the lightsaber drawing her to to find it that seems like what's happening here with ezra yes he keeps the holocron because they let him think he got away with it but uh it's an important test. Can he open the holocron? Is and later he does. <gasps> it passes the test. And what was inside the holocron? Obi Wan. Yes, Obi Wan Kenobi. He says, "Help me, Ezra. You're my only hope." <laughs> it appears to be just a general message Obi Wan sent out to whatever Jedi were still alive. Yeah, it's his warning. That he, that he oh, does he do that in the movie? I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith, he, he goes back. Right, tells the Jedi, don't return to the temple. Yep. That's what this message is, isn't oh, yeah. it? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I sent that to everybody. So Ezra dies. And um, last episode of the show. Yeah. Zeb just kind of pushes him behind him, and then Ezra then gets grabbed. Yeah. Sorry. By Agent Callus, who's the uh, Imperial Security, or part of the ISB, Imperial Security Bureau. Isn't that what we saw in Andor a bunch? Yeah, there's a few things in this that felt like some of the Andor Imperial kind of vibe. They're FBI, or but not the not the full on you know Quisitor. These are just for the tough nuggets to crack. <laughs> just rounding up rebels. Sending Agent Callus, who's got one heck of a sideburn. <laughs> and yeah, I know. And then he's got a helmet that specifically lines up with his sideburns. <laughs> so which came first, I guess? Do you think he grew the sideburns just because they matched his helmet, oh. or was it the other, the other way around? Maybe they're not supposed to have beards, the ISB. So he grows as much as he can so, And then he covers it up. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. No one can know. Ezra tells Callus that his name is Jabba the Hutt, and I think Callus believed him, so... <laughs> That was interesting. That's a recurring theme. What? Which which part? Him being Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. keep calling him that. See, that's what I was going to say. I, I think he actually thinks his name is Jabba the Hutt. I don't no. know if he knows Do, who no. that is. but Does he not know who that is? <laughs> no, he knows. <laughs> I like to think he's that dumb. So <laughs> Maybe. 
So they go save the Wookiees on Kessel. And that's who they thought they were rescuing when they boarded that ship, right? right. And that turned out to be, as you said, a, an ambush. A deception. <laughs> the first shot you see of the Wookiees, see if it sounds to you like Baby Wookiee from the Holiday Special. It sounds like the same sound. You think they sampled the Holiday Special? I don't know, but it, to me it just sounded like... Like, I recognize that growl. I don't know. <laughs> I recognize that growl. I don't intend to go back and compare, but uh, I wondered if they would have done that for baby Wookiee noises. So Agent Callus just also comes to Kessel. Shows up his Gazanti-class starship. Mm, okay, okay. Oh, I guess the mentioning ships, the ghost is a modified VCX-100 light freighter. Right. It's a Corellian yes. design, of course. Oh, naturally. It's revealed that Kanan is a Jedi after all. Right, which we all already knew by this point. But now Agent Callus knows. Yep. Callus informs the Grand Inquisitor. And as all the Wookiees try to escape, Ezra runs out after the small Wookiee child who, who uh, ran off. And out on some bridge. How did it even get there? The Stormtrooper is chasing it. Oh, well... Okay. I don't know why the stormtrooper didn't have like a stun setting on his blaster. <laughs> that would have been nice. Kaden shows up to save Ezra from being captured by Callus, and he just deflects his laser bolts back and launches him over the side of the bridge. Yeah, but he he clings onto the side and then just kicks, just murders, just murders the stormtrooper, <laughs> which is a little. And out of the blue. Well, it just goes to show how bad of a guy he is. He was mad. He's like, <laughs> he's in a bad mood. He'll kick you off a platform. Like first <laughs> Jedi ever seen, sir. And then he just gets kicked into the abyss. Pretty mean. <laughs> first stormtrooper you've ever kicked in the face, <laughs> sir. There you go. Not even close. It's just funny every time. Funnier. <laughs> it is. Funny. Yeah, I'm kind of laughing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Kanan explains what the Force is and says that Ezra is Force-sensitive, and so uh, he decides to join them. Well, and Kanan says, I can teach you how to use it. Yeah. And so we'll be watching his career with great interest. It's pretty cool. Uh, next time is episode three. Droids in distress. <laughs> the thumbnail looks like Star Tours. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, We're gonna get one of those episodes. <laughs> okay, wow. and right away, episode yeah, two. Yeah, Here yeah. it is. Yeah. So I guess we'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>